I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Across America, I'm Jeff Parles, Josh Applebaum with us as well here on VSIN. Josh, it's August. It means we're one month away from football season. Doesn't it get the juices flowing? Gets the juices oh, flowing for me. It's the best, Jeff. The only bad thing is rent's due today, so that's another thing, but that's all right. Uh, football's in the air. It's just great. We get to turn the page from July to August, and uh, these are the dog days, but uh, hey, the cap's on our NFL games. The games are getting closer. It's kind of the time to tighten up your win totals, your your player props, uh, so football's in the air. I'm still day-to-day baseball. I'm, I'm a weirdo, Jeff. I like grinding baseball every single day, but it's great to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and these big football games are coming back, and we all know football is king, so it's right around the corner. You you are a big fan of uh, of hitting your head against the wall and continuously doing it, Josh. But hey, exactly. look, uh, you're, you're not alone on that one, at least with betting baseball. And uh, as we go along here, uh, there are about double-digit games going to be underway by the time uh, this top of the hour gets here uh, in Chicago and in Arlington and also in St. Louis. But the games that are going right now, let's start, Josh, uh, here on some updates. We'll start in Pittsburgh. Kyle Gibson's making his season debut for Philadelphia. The Phillies got three early. They have a three nothing lead, but Gibson in a little bit of trouble here in the bottom of the third runners on the corners and one out for the pirates. So an opportunity for Pittsburgh as a plus plus one forty one underdog, Josh, to get back in this. 
Yeah, you're totally right, Jeff. So again, we talked about the fact that this was a huge public play to the Phillies. So obviously, public's happy right now. Odds makers really aren't because it's such a lopsided play to the Phils. There was a little movement late to the Phils at one point. I think they were like minus 140-ish late, got up to around minus 150. But to me, this was a layoff just in terms of such a popular play, but not much of a line move. Now, the other thing is live betting. Live betting really changed everything, Jeff. You know, it came over uh, from Europe, kind of the, the soccer, the football idea of betting live you know, crosses the pond, comes to America, and now kind of just in the society we live in, instant gratification, you want to get down right now when you want to. So, you know, it used to be if the game started and you're too late, you can't make a bet. Everything's changed now. You can live bet at any time. So, uh, again, if you think, uh, the, you know, maybe there's a, a Philly collapse from the bullpen or maybe Gibson gets run to right now, uh, if, the, if you like the Pirates coming back, I'm not suggesting this, but, you know, what's their live line right now? It's got to be, I don't know, plus 400. It's got to be some high number right now, Jeff. So, uh, again, live opportunities are something that to me if you make a good bet you stick with it you know you dance with the one who brung you uh, but if you want to get in and maybe you see uh, a value and a comeback opportunity uh, that's always something to look toward uh, off the board at the moment uh, with a two and two count uh, to Wilmer Defoe with uh, runners on the corners there in Pittsburgh there are two outs actually instead of one out in DC uh, Rafael Ortega's homer is holding up so far one nothing Cubs as we play in the bottom of the third, but Josh Bell up with two on and two out. Josh, uh, actually, Josh Bell just came through. A two-run single for Josh Bell to give the Nats a two-to-one lead in the bottom of the third inning, Josh. There you go. So as we speak, we got some runs going uh, going across the board here, Jeff. So to me, uh, a game that I didn't play, I was leaning Cubs there just in terms of a slight move in their favor. Uh, but so now you have a two to one game. I think this could be back and forth. You know, the tough thing with these games, Jeff, especially this Cubs Washington series is unless there's like a crazy move one way or the other uh, where it's like, you know, moves 20 cents and it's like, okay, someone's got an edge. Maybe not me. I see two teams that are pretty bad right now Then I could get behind that. But if it's kind of even, it hasn't moved a ton. There's just so much unknown. So many unpredictable uh, situations here where, you know, we don't really know who's playing in these lineups with everyone gone with, you know, journeymen in with young players coming in. So I think it's important that, you know, if you don't find an edge, it's okay to lay off. And, you know, to me, that was a game that could be worth laying off. In New York, uh, in Queens, the uh, Reds striking first, Max Schrock with a solo home run who's in the lineup for Joey Votto, who's getting a day off. So uh, if you're a Reds first baseman, all you do is hit homers at this point. So <laughs> one nothing Cincinnati. Uh, the Mets did just throw Eugenio Suarez out at the plate on what would have been an RBI double for Tyler Naquin. So one nothing Cincinnati as we play in the now the bottom of the fourth inning. Uh, the Reds minus only minus 120 live. Mets even money on the take back. So uh, a not that uh not that juicy of a number on the Mets, who were a big favorite uh, pregame at minus 185, which was an apple bomb play of the day. So still <laughs> time uh, for the Mets to come back here again. One nothing Cincinnati in Queens between the Reds and the Mets in a early afternoon game. It is betting across America here on Visa, and I'm Jeff Parles, Josh Applebaum, live in Massachusetts. With us today, I'm live in Las Vegas, as I always am. Uh, one other game, Josh, that you had a, had a play on, uh, the Yankees and the Marlins, an RBI ground out by Brian Anderson, the difference right now, one nothing Miami, and as they play in the bottom of the third, and Sandy Alcantara has uh, faced one more than the minimum through three. Very sharp so far for the young right-hander. 
Yeah, Alcantara looking good so far. And Jeff, you made an astute point. You know, again, it's early. And, you know, to me, we're getting instant reactions here. But I'm not making too many judgments so early in a baseball game. There's a lot of time left, whether you're up, whether you're down. This is part of baseball. This is why baseball is, to me, the sport, Jeff, where you have the most mental toughness. If you get down early, hey, you don't smash your TV and go nuts. If you're up big, you don't start counting your money. You got to ride it through, buy the ticket, take the ride. That's the mentality that I think you need. But your point to Alcantara getting plus money with a really good pitcher on the mound, uh, that's definitely sound as in now based on the one nothing lead to me the Yankees with that move you know I'm still waiting for their bats to get going a little bit here uh, but this is something that we're gonna have to see how it plays out uh, overall you know one thing you can look toward in these live line situations is you know if you like the Yankees and maybe they were you know what they close at Jeff minus 160 yes on the live line what are they at now what I, I would assume they're probably minus 120 some lower number there uh, so maybe it's almost like that that NBA situation I remember a few years back Jeff uh, when it was uh, when it was the Golden State Warriors the big three and maybe Maybe they're down, you know, a 10 to 2 run to start the game. And then you can get them like even money on the live line. That's the sort of thing or the mentality you look toward with these live line opportunities. Maybe a favorite that you like that gets down early. If you expect them to come back, could be worth a shot at a deflated number. Yankees and Marlins currently frozen because I, I can't even I can't even give justice to how bad of what what just happened to the Yankees. A a mile high pop up. That drop between three players, including Anthony Rizzo and uh, and uh, Rudnett Odor uh, and Glaber Torres, looked like uh, they lost it in the roof. I always want that to happen. So what should have been the final out of the third inning turns into a uh, a, a base hit for Jazz Chisholm. So we'll see if that impacts uh, the Yankees and the Marlins game uh, moving forward. one nothing. the Marlins leading game off the board at the moment. Josh, let's go into some later games in Major League Baseball. Let's go to 4 o'clock Eastern time. What has been, uh, on paper, the best series of the weekend, the Giants and the Astros, the best record in the NL, the betting favorites to come out of the AL uh, matching up in San Fran this weekend. Uh, the Giants minus 113 today with Logan Webb getting the ball. Luis Garcia, who's been quite good for the Astros as a small dog at plus 103, total 8.5 there in San Francisco, Josh. Yeah, so I'm going to lean, I'm leaning uh, San Francisco Giants right now, and kind of my mentality sometimes is, when I have a lean, there are a couple things that I'm looking at that maybe intrigue me, but I'm not totally sold. So I want to know over the next two hours if we see further movement to the Giants. What I like about the Giants and my lean to the Giants, and we did see them come up with a, a really sharp win yesterday, 8-6 to six win, minus 120. It was like a pick em, went up to minus 120. What I like about this one is another public play in Houston. You know, again, anytime the public betters uh, fall in love with the team like the Astros we all know their cheating scandal but still got a lot of players Altuve you know Brantley you know Gurriel you know all these all these players that uh, a lot of public betters uh, flock to and gravitate to a team with a really good record getting plus money that's that's kind of a public situation of hey I'll take a shot there but I always like it when uh, you know a dog it becomes popular I like these gross dogs when a dog's popular Jeff they lose a lot of their value so the fact that you know majority of bets here on Houston get saying hey give me the plus money with a good team Yet, the lines kind of stayed the same or even moved a little bit to San Fran. It's not a lot. I see a lot of openers that are like minus 110 Giants. Now it's up to minus 113, so slight, slight movement. However, it didn't drop to the Astros. They're the popular play. 
We didn't see it move to Houston. It stayed the same or moved to the Giants. So I'm going to wait this one out. I want to see uh, the Giants maybe late within the next hour, two hours before tip-off, before first pitch. I want to see them get closer to minus 120. That would be a signal to me that further money's coming in to make me more confident. But this would be system matches. Uh, Giants is a home favorite, 27-10 and 10 this year, 73%. Also, that interleague line move in their favor. So a lot of these matches with uh, San Fran, it's a lean for me. I just don't want to bet San Fran now. See a late move to the Astros. As long as it stays where it's at or moves further to San Fran, I'll be taking San Fran in this one. The Giants, of course, Josh, and, and we'll segue into some NL West odds here uh, because the Giants still defying all the expectations, 65-39 and 39 going into today's game. Currently still in first place, three games clear to Dodgers, uh, leading the majors in home runs, which might be the most shocking factor of all. Uh, the second-best run differential in the NL, only the Dodgers better. And look, the Dodgers are three games back, and I understand that they got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner at the deadline. Uh, but the Giants got Chris Bryant, which may actually be my favorite individual move for this individual season, period, from anyone at the deadline. But, Josh, plus 240 at Ben MGM on the Giants to win this division with a three-game lead, and now you're really only having to hold off one team with the injury to Tatis. I don't think the Padres are good enough in their current form to make up six-and-a-half games on this Giants team. Is it finally time to get in on the Giants if you haven't already a plus 240 to win the West? It may be here, Jeff. So my couple thoughts on this one, you know, I do think the value of getting plus 240 with a team that's in first place feels pretty good to me. So we do have the G-Men, you know, 65 and 39, been one of the best stories here in baseball. You know, we talk about Detroit. We talk about the Mariners being really good uh, teams for for betters here. Uh, same thing with the Giants. They've, they've, they've cashed a ton of tickets. I think they're up around 20 units here on the year if you've been betting on them each game. Obviously, they, they have great, um, you know, management and bench management from Gabe Kapler. Uh, they kind of remind me of, of the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays here, Jeff, a team that you don't really can, you can't name many of their players. You know, Posey opted out last year. He's back. He's having a really good year, but they find a way to win and they play very fundamental and they just kind of have different lineups and keep getting it done. So they remind me of the Rays. Now adding Chris Bryant, I think that was a great pickup in their favor. And to your point about the, uh, about the Padres, I think they're dipping a bit here. It's tough. The Padres had such high expectations. Now with Tatis hurt, uh, they see the Dodgers get better. So I think the Padres, I don't know if we were, I don't want to dismiss them, but it doesn't look good for them right now. I think it is between the Giants and the Dodgers. I still am kind of bullish on the Dodgers here, Jeff. I know you're laying a minus 200, but it just kind of stinks to me that if they're three games back in the division, why are they a minus 200 favorite to win the division? It just seems like it something's fishy going on here. And I did see around the all-star break, it, it may not, no longer be available or an adjusted uh, season win total that even though at the time the, the Giants, I think, were up a couple games in the division, their adjusted win total was like 92, and the Dodgers, I think, was like 97. So the books are saying we expect the Dodgers to get going here. And I think, you know, you, I did. I just saw a tweet. Mookie Betts just got activated yes. for today's game. So Betts is back, Jeff. Uh, Corey Seager just came back. You're going to get Trey Turner once his COVID stuff clears. You're going to get Max Scherzer. It's a team that's getting healthy and really didn't have Bellinger at all in the first half. Now he's coming back. So um, I, I can be intrigued by the plus 240, but I actually think buying low on the Dodgers when all is said and done, I expect them to overlap uh, San Fran. The great story, but I just think that powerhouse, once that locomotive starts rolling on the tracks, I think the Dodgers get hot again. Minus 200 to me, I'd actually lean Dodgers winning this division. Dodgers today are in Arizona, a, a shocking rubber match 
between <laughs> baseball's worst and, uh, again, the World Series favorites right now. Uh, Urias and Smith, your pitching matchup today. Uh, Josh, uh, minus 240 on the Dodgers in this individual game. Uh, this would be a this would be a bad series loss uh, to take, especially again three games back. And even though they're favored to win the division, you can't be you can't be blowing games to, to bad teams at this point when you're again on an uphill battle to catch the Giants. Exactly, Jeff. And hey, getting Mookie Betts back in the lineup, Seager's in. I just saw the lineup get announced. Pujols is in the lineup today as well. Uh, this has been a move here toward the Dodgers. So it's a big number. It's a big price. But they open minus 210-ish. They're all the way up to minus 240. Uh, so this would match a couple of steam systems for me. Big favorites, minus 200 or more off a win. Uh, 79 and 30, 72%. And you actually have about a 3% return on investment there. So remember, when all these systems I give you that are 60% or so, on a big favorite, you got to win at a higher number in order to overcome that big number and turn a profit. That has been profitable uh, with these big minus 200 favorites overall. Uh, road favorite off a big win. You win a game by five or more runs, Jeff. You come back the next day, you're a road favorite. Those teams, 64 and 33, 66%. So a couple matches there. Uh, also, you look at the Dodgers. They're 10 and two against the Snakes here. They dropped the opener. They come back yesterday with a win, but they're 10 and two. They've had their number. And then another X factor, couple lefties on the bump here. Uh, we have the Dodgers 19 and 11 against lefties. We have Arizona 6 and 19 against lefties. So uh, I would lean Dodgers here. It's a big number. You know, if you're intrigued a little bit more by the run line, you could lay the one and a half uh, at a much better price. The minus one and a half is now around minus 145, minus 150. I'd be looking Dodgers here, getting some of these guys back in the lineup. It's a big number, uh, but all movement has been in their favor in this one. Josh, uh, let's go to another NL West matchup, a play that you're looking at here. The Rockies looking for another series win in San Diego. It's the only place they can play on the road this year, apparently. Uh, Austin <laughs> Gomber will get the ball for the Rockies. They're plus 130 against San Diego today, who throw near minus 140 on San Diego with a total of eight and a half, Josh. But you're looking at a, at a, at a dog that uh, would not be a sexy play today. No, this is a gross one. This is a wheelhouse play for me, uh, Jeff. I'd be looking Colorado here. I know it's disgusting, and we know about how terrible the Rockies are on the road, but I want to say they're 7-6 and six, their last like 13 road games, something like that. They've, they've picked it up a little bit. And what's funny is the Rockies actually have a winning record against the Padres this year. They're eight and seven against the Padres. So we know, again, how terrible they are on the road. They're much better at home. But this was a huge move toward the, uh, the Colorado Rockies. You had San Diego open, around a minus 165 favorite, pretty hefty favorite here. Uh, no Tatis, he's injured. We don't know how long he'll be out for. But after opening minus 165, minus 167, the, uh, the Padres are all the way down to minus 140-ish. I mean, this number is really dipping here toward Colorado. Uh, this would match to me, uh, road division dog, high total, road dog line move, uh, steam 15 cents or more off a win, 59%. So this is one of those plays where you say, hey, you know, Colorado's terrible, and the, and the Padres are a really good team, and everyone's betting the Padres, yet it's falling to Colorado. So if you're looking at a gross dog play, to me, it would be grabbing the plus money and grabbing Colorado. Again, gambler's fallacy. They won the last two. Padres got to bounce back and win today, but yet the line isn't going to the isn't going to the Padres. It's going to the Colorado Rockies. I, I, if I'm betting this game, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hold my nose and I'm gonna go Rockies in this one. You have uh, you you have more fortitude than I do, Josh. That that's all <laughs> I'll say. Especially especially after missing the last two days, where their two best pitchers in Gray and uh, Marquez were on the mound, and Colorado was able 
to take both of those games in San Diego, looking for three out of four against the Padres with a win today. If Colorado can get it with Austin Gomber on the mound, let's uh, let's uh, Josh, let's go to the game featuring the team that you root for uh, on a daily basis, the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays have hopped Boston with taking the first two of those series down at the Trop. Shane McClanahan, the rookie left-hander, is a big favorite tonight, a minus-165. Nick Bavetta, who uh, has pitched pretty well, but the, uh, the the deeper numbers indicate that Bavetta is a big regression candidate in the second half. Total of eight and a half, Josh. Uh, this seems like a pretty giant number, though, on Tampa at minus-165. It is a big number, Jeff. And you know me, I'm, I'm Boston, uh, Boston born and bred. And I, hey, Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox. I love my teams. Uh, that'll never change. But as a better, you can't bet your favorite teams just because they're your favorite teams. That's one of the worst mistakes you can ever make is let your own bias, let your own fandom and favoritism influence your opinion. You got to have uh, no favorites when when you're a better. You just Your favorite is the team with value. That's how it goes. So even though I love the Red Sox, I'm going to take the Rays here tonight. Uh, this is a kind of a fan tax play for me because, hey, Red Sox win, my team wins, but uh, I'm going raise my bet wins if they win. But I really like, regardless of my fandom, push push that aside. That has nothing to do with this. I like the Rays tonight, Jeff. Uh, to me, this is another gambler's fallacy type play. The Red Sox, uh, both teams with a really good record, 63 and 43. The Rays are up a half game here. I still think that plus 130 with the Rays to win the AL East is worth a look right now. But what jumped out to me, Jeff, is the fact that Tampa Bay's 2-0 this series. They won 7-3. to They won 9-5 to yesterday. And you have a pu- big public play on the Red Sox saying this is a good team. They can't possibly get swept. They got to bounce back and win today. That's the, the public narrative here. However, even though the majority bets on the Red Sox, this line has absolutely skyrocketed to the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays open minus 125. I wrote the newsletter, the overnight line. I think they're around minus 140-ish. They're all the way up to minus 165. So I also look toward these Sunday night baseball trends. We were the only game in town. All the other games are over. We've seen really good edges historically to home teams, home favorites, and home favorites with line moves in Sunday night baseball. For whatever reason, just the getaway type situation benefits that home team. Uh, we do have Tampa matching 15 cents or more steam off a win, 170 and 119, 59% this year. Also home favorites off a win, 60%. So it's like, how do you not take the Red Sox? But in a really heavily bet primetime game, when the public's on the Red Sox, yet the Lions go into the Rays, this is a blueprint play for me. I'm going to go Rays. It's a big number. It looks gross. It looks fishy. That's why I like it, Jeff. I'm going to go Rays and lay it with this one. Josh, uh, I want to quickly look back at the AL East futures odds again because Tampa has finally hopped Boston after the Red Sox held first place for almost three full months. The Red Sox still a dollar and a quarter favorite at BetMGM, Josh, even though the Rays have hopped them plus 130 on the Rays. Josh, isn't this only a play on Tampa? These numbers, isn't that a, a pretty good number at this point with the Rays leading the division at this point of the season? I think it is, Jeff. I think your your play now is to grab the Rays before they increase the gap over the Red Sox. So, again, Sox could win tonight, and then it's back to a half game with the Red Sox. But don't get lost in the forest amongst the trees. That Getting that plus money with a plus 130 team uh, that's neck and neck right now, to me, that's where the value lies. Also, this is a Rays team that the perception is Red Sox have a great lineup. You know, the pitching's been so-so. They are going to get Chris Sale back, which I do think is a big boost here. Schwarber at some point, their, their trade deadline acquisition, he'll join the lineup. 
he's been learning how to play first base. Uh, but to me, the play is the raise. That's where the value is. Um, you know, these adjusted win totals are pretty even, but I think the Rays uh, were up maybe a game or a game and a half of the Red Sox. But again, you know, Kevin Cash getting cl closer to October. Typically, the Rays make a move here late in the season. I think getting plus money on a coin flip spot, that's appealing to me. I would go Tampa to win that division. Coming up next here on Betting Across America, we're less than a month away from college football. Is there value in the Heisman Trophy pot? We discuss it next here on Betting Across America on VSIN. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. College football betting guide is here. Start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every team in college football. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we have to offer the entire football season. Get your college betting guides for just $19.99 or start your free all-access trial at VEASAN.com. Dot com slash subscribe. The Pro Football Betting Guide coming soon. It is betting across America here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, Josh Applebaum. 
with us as well here on Sunday, August 1st. And when we say August, that just means football season is ever so close. And let's let's uh, go into some college football, Josh. We're about three weeks away from week zero. The Heisman Trophy odds are always a fun one to look at for the individual awards. Oklahoma quarterback Spencer Rattler is your betting favorite right now at uh, eight to one. DJ Ungalele at eleven to one. Uh, the Clemson quarterback. JT Daniels 11 to 1, Bryce Young, the expected quarterback in Alabama at 12 to 1, Sam Howell, CJ Stroud, the new quarterback at Ohio State at 16 to 1. Everyone else is 20 to 1 or longer at Bet MGM. Is there any player that you're looking at in the Heisman hopeful list there, Josh? Yeah, there's one I'm looking at, Jeff, and just from a, a, you know, take a step back here, talking about the Heisman, I think there's a lot of value here for betters because one thing I've noticed in the Heisman market maybe the last month or so is that, uh, you know, bring the clock back, clock back to like June-ish, uh, Spencer Rattler was the odds-on favorite. I think he was like plus 400. I, I even saw a book, I want to say it was like plus 250. He was pretty much the odds-on favorite there to win the Heisman. And really everything's changed where uh, it's now much more of a crapshoot. You have a lot of different players, uh, a lot of these d- kind of dog quarterbacks that were the 20 to ones, the 25 to ones, the 30 to ones have really, really jumped up. So now there's a lot of value. I mean, Rattler uh, at Oklahoma, who, you know, have turned out a lot of Heisman Trophy winners here recently, you know, with Baker, with uh, with Kyler Murray, and you also have a Lincoln Riley, kind of a good system there. Uh, it makes sense to me that he's the favorite, but it's gotten a lot closer. The odds have tightened. It's really Rattler slightly above Ungalele, Daniels, Bryce Young, Howell, uh, even some of these players like like Stroud and, and Derek King and Coral and Slovis, they're coming in as well. So to me, it makes sense that Rattler is the favorite, but if you do your homework, all these big plus numbers, plus 10, plus 12, plus 15, you can really get a good payout if you get this thing right. Now, my one player to keep an eye out for would be Sam Howell here, uh, Jeff. You know, the UNC quarterback, I like what I've seen out of him. If you look at his stats the last couple of years, you uh, said two good years going into uh, his uh, his junior season. He's only 6'1", 220, so uh, I wish he was a few inches taller here for his pro prospects, but he had 38 touchdowns and seven picks his, rookie, his, uh, his freshman year, 30 and seven last. Last year, his rating went up each year, 160 and then 179. Uh, I think there's a guy with a lot of experience is who played as a true freshman who's now going into his junior year. If he has a good year, he could be in the number one pick conversation. So uh, I like that win total over for UNC. It's nine and a half juiced up over. To me, that's a play that uh, I'm really high on overall with Mac Brown. So he's a guy that I don't know if he's going to win it, but at that current number, 16 to one, I think that may shorten up a little bit if he puts up these big numbers. And, you know, a month from now, you know, six weeks from now, he's down 10 to one, that sort of thing. But any of these numbers jump out to you, Jeff. Who are you looking? Oh, it's, uh, you and I are in the same wavelength here, and it's Sam Howell, <laughs> the UNC quarterback, just just because Rattler, the one weird thing with Oklahoma this year is that Oklahoma's defense is actually going to be really good, which is something we've never been able to say before, Josh. <laughs> and as uh, fair or not, unless if Rattler's numbers are completely eye-popping, which is absolutely a possibility playing in a Lincoln-Riley offense with all that talent, it may be a little more difficult for him to win that award, especially in a conference that, uh, let, let's face it, it's probably going to be dissolved by the middle of this season <laughs> as it being the last year of the Big 12, but with, uh, even though I know technically 2025 is when Oklahoma and Texas <laughs> will move. They're not moving then. They're moving sooner than that. Uh, DJ, I don't like betting. Now, look, if, if Trevor Lawrence was never able to get home. How is DJ getting home? So we're not going to get, I don't want that. Uh, I don't trust JT Daniels. 
So by process of elimination here, Sam Howell and Keaton Slovis would be the two I look at. I just don't trust that coaching staff at USC to get Slovis over the top. But there is a lot of talent in North Carolina. Their schedule is conducive to an 11-1, 12-0 regular season. And there are plenty of games with Heisman moment opportunities in front of big audiences like that Miami game, like at Notre Dame. There are plenty of opportunities for Heisman moments for Sam Howell. So 16-1, and especially if they win week one of Virginia Tech, like I think they will, that number's not going to be there by that second Saturday in September. So you and I agree on Sam Howell. When we get back, we're going to go to the NFL. Some NFL prop talk with Josh Applebaum and me, Jeff Parles, here on Betting Across America on Visa. America brought to you by BetMGM here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jeff Parles, Josh Applebaum with you as well. And we're going to go, uh, we're going to go play uh, America's new favorite game here, Josh. <laughs> Order your NFL players most to least in three categories. And we're going to start with uh, the dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL Omar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. And we're going to go passing yards here. So, of course, I, again, Lamar's been in the league now for this will be year number four, and the narrative still has not changed. And I don't know if it will ever change about will this be the year that Lamar Jackson will really learn how to throw the ball this year. And Kyler Murray, obviously a great year last year before injuries befell him down the stretch in, a, uh, in the Cardinals uh, not making the playoffs. And then Jalen Hurts. We don't know what Jalen Hurts really is this year, Josh. So if we're going most to least here, who do you think of these three will end up with the most passing yards between Lamar, Kyler, and Jalen? Yeah, so first off, give a little credit to our producer, Britton Hess, with this one, because the thing I like about this game, Jeff, is it kind of makes you compare your preconceived notions or perceptions versus uh, what the oddsmakers are actually telling you. So the great equalizer is, you know, what lines are the oddsmakers putting out there? They may be the same. You may think, hey, you get it spot on. It could be a a complete discrepancy type play that makes you open your eyes and maybe question one of these bets that you were leaning on to begin with. So uh, I'll go number one, Kyler Murray. So uh, I I like, you know, kind of the progression Murray has made, you know, my one concern he's a small guy so anytime uh, he you know falls on that shoulder could miss some time we know that once that shoulder got banged up last year he was a completely different quarterback didn't want to tuck and run didn't want to push the ball downfield so the health is the biggest factor there but he threw for three not 3,971 yards last year he's in that Cliff Kingsbury uh, you know system that uh, really wants to push the ball downfield they did add AJ Green you still have Andre Hopkins uh, DeAndre Hopkins so I'll go him as the number one number two I'll lean Lamar Jackson you know there are COVID concerns here, but experience of what is he third, fourth year in the league here uh, now, Jeff. So uh, Jackson to me, even though he's had issues throwing the ball with that experience, I, I put him number two. And then Jalen Hurts is an X factor. I don't really know what to expect from Jalen Hurts. You know, sometimes you watch him play and you say, wow, this is the uh, the dual threat guy at Oklahoma. We remember and early on and at Alabama who can kind of just light up a light up a score at any time and you know break off a run, throw the ball deep. 
but also with Philly, I don't know what we're going to expect out of them. A new new head coach with Sirianni. Uh, I'd like to think Hertz, you know, has a good potential here to be a good NFL player, but they really haven't, you know, said that they really want to commit to him overall. So he could have a great year. He could have a down year. He's the X factor. But I'll go uh, Lamar Jackson one, or sorry, Kyler Murray one, Lamar Jackson two, and Hertz three. So here are the odds. Here are the numbers for their props. Kyler Murray is the highest one by a pretty significant margin at 4,125 and a half. Hertz at 3,600 and a half. Lamar at 3,450 and a half. Uh, to me, Murray's pretty clearly the uh, going to be the, I'm lining up with the odds, pretty clearly the highest of the three. So you and I agree there. The one reason I would put Hertz ahead of Lamar like these odds do, Josh, is that I think Philadelphia is going to stink and they're going to be trailing a lot. And we know that Jackson and Baltimore will be ahead in a lot of games, and they already love to run the ball as their first option anyway. So I would lean Hurts being the second most and lining exactly up with these odds. I actually kind of like Jalen Hurts' passing total over 3,600 yards because I don't think he'll get replaced at all this year in Philadelphia, and I expect the Eagles to be behind in a lot of games. So that with an extra, and of course an extra 17th game, gives you an extra opportunity in order to get over those totals. Let's go to running backs here. The most to least here, uh, Josh, on running back rushing yards, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire of the Kansas City Chiefs, more Baltimore flavor with J.K. Dobbins, and then DeAndre Swift of the Detroit Lions. Of course, uh, all these guys, second-year men here in the NFL here in 2021. What are we looking at here, Josh? I'm going to go Dobbins first here. You know, what jumped out to me with Dobbins is is just the fact that they kind of the, the, the seas are parting for him to become the feature back there. You have uh, Mark Ingram, who's now gone. You have Gus Bradley, of course, who it's funny, Jeff, anytime you're doing season long fantasy or DFS and, you know, there's an injury to somebody on, in, the, in the Ravens, it's always Gus Bradley's like the first waiver wire that you got to fight with other people to try to get him. But uh, I like Dobbins. He had a really good rookie year. He rushed for, uh, what did he rush for? 805 yards, pretty good yards per carry. Guy from Ohio State that I think year one to year two, you know, Belichick always talks about that's the biggest leap that a lot of these players make year one to year two. Uh, you know, the, the offensive line, you know, you traded away uh, Brown, but I still think uh, with kind of the schemes that they run in Baltimore, to me, Dobbins is the guy uh, who I think would have the most yards among this crew. Uh, and then, you know, it's kind of a coin flip. I don't really, I would, I guess I would lean Edwards Hilaire here, but he's had some injuries. And to your point about, you know, uh, obviously a great passing attack with the Chiefs, you know, they may not have to run the ball a ton, uh, or maybe he gets more catches out of the backfield. Swift only had 521 yards last year, uh, and then that's the Detroit Lions. You know, you do like uh, adding uh, Penny Sewell to that line to, to run behind. So maybe he's uh, the third back there. But to me, it's pretty clear Dobbins would be one, and then I'd probably say coin flip the next two. Here are the odds. Dobbins does have the highest one of these three, 1,050 and a half, Josh. Uh, Swift and Edward Tillaire, they're tied. 900 and a half. I actually, of these three numbers, I like Swift the most because even though I think Detroit's going to be bad and they're going to have to throw a lot, I have a feeling that that uh, the Campbell-Lynn combination calling the shots on that offense, they're going to bring it back to 1980s football and run it way too much there, Josh. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, Jeff. Uh, again, that's the sort of thing you got to look at the schemes, the way they're going to play. Uh, again, those are, those are factors you got to look at here. And, you know, I know we're up against it, Jeff, but the next one here, we got uh, looking at wide receivers. So, yes. you know, Will Fuller uh, will be the first one, you know, looking at Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, and Corey Davis. Will Fuller's a guy. 
you know, I'm, wor I'm worried about him, his injury concerns. He's a guy that is just electric, but uh, seems, seems to have these nagging injuries wherever he goes. And now you're going to have Tua throwing him the ball. So I know Michael Lombardi, he's done with Lombardi line today. Where he's chilling at the Jersey Shore. I don't want to get him going on Tua, uh, but I would say that's one concern with Fuller. Can Tua get him the ball downfield? Uh, and then also Curtis Samuel. I kind of like him going to Washington. You know, he can kind of play on the opposite side of Terry McLaurin. Uh, and then also you have a veteran quarterback like Fitz Fitzpatrick who can push the ball downfield. The other one, Corey Davis. I like Corey Davis as a player. Uh, but what your question is, Zach Wilson, a rookie quarterback who I think has a bright future, but I don't like betting win totals with rookie quarterbacks, rookie coaches, uh, as well as a lot of these props trying to go over when you have the question mark of a rookie. So with that one, I guess I lean Fuller one, you know, Samuel and, and Corey Davis, maybe slightly to, Sam, to uh, Corey Davis there. I would uh, I would go Davis one, Fuller two, Samuel three. That would be the order that I would go. In the actual order, Fuller was one at 875 and a half, <laughs> Davis at 800 and a half, and then Samuel at the bottom at 700 and a half. When we get back, there's some news on Carson Wentz. So I'll update you on what's going on the latest with the Indianapolis quarterback who suffered a foot injury in camp earlier this week. And we look at some college football win totals to wrap up a betting across America here on Visa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow.
Bet fearlessly on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up with the bonus code VSIN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use promo code VSIN600 and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. It's a new customer offer only paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older to be to be able to place a wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem or know someone with a gambling problem, uh, uh, you can call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text REDLINE 1-800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And a promotional offer not available in Nevada. It is betting across America here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles. Josh Applebaum with us in Massachusetts. I'm live here in Las Vegas. Uh, Josh, some quick updates in Major League Baseball before we get back to college football. Marcus Stroman's day is done as it's gotten a little wayward for him in the sixth inning. The Reds have put up two. They have runners on the corners with two outs in a 3 nothing Cincinnati lead in the top of the sixth inning in Queens. Yeah, not a good start here for my Mets pick, Jeff. Uh, we had a good move here toward the New York Mets. Again, they opened, I think, like minus 140, bet up all the way close to minus 170, minus 180. So, again, we're going to need some magic there for our Mets ticket. You know, a couple other ones that we're looking at, uh, the Seattle and, and Texas Rangers game just got started. That's in the top of the first, nothing, nothing there. Uh, the Braves, who I'm on to, they're down 2-0. So, a lot of these early line moves, uh, not a great start. But, again, uh, you, you buy the ticket, you take the ride, you grind your game out until the bitter end here. But we still got a lot of games left so i still have my eyes on san francisco here jeff leaning to the uh, the the, uh, the giants here at home against houston big majority of bets here on the, uh, the the astros as a dog yet lines kind of stayed the same or moved slightly to san fran minus 110 to around minus 113 keep an eye on them uh oakland's another play i'm looking at uh they open as a plus 115 dog they're down to plus 105 question marks with two starters who are making their debut and then their second game in major league baseball so there's, there's again you don't know where you're going to get from these starters but a move to to the A's who have had the number uh, of the uh, of the Angels so far this year. We talked about Colorado and San Diego coming up. Uh, that was a big move there toward Colorado Rockies. San Diego opened minus 165. They're down to around minus 140. Uh, the Dodgers, big move to the Dodgers here, Jeff. It's a high number, but they open around minus 210. They're up to t- minus 240. And you know what I noticed, Jeff? Mookie Betts is back in the lineup, but he's not playing the outfield. He's playing second base yes. today. So. This is I love this. I'm I'm a you know I remember you know with Mookie Betts when he was a, a prospect coming up with the Red Sox he played second base he turned into a great outfielder but I think the point there was they want to limit the wear and tear on Mookie Betts in the outfield so uh, Mookie at second that's intriguing if you play DFS that can really uh, alter your lineup and who you set in your lineup at a different position and then of course last game of the night I'm on the Rays uh, big move there big monies uh, or big bets ticket count was on the Red Sox but the big money appears to be on the Rays going for around minus 125 up to around minus 160 so a uh, big day here Jeff uh, we're halfway through the sweats yeah I, I, I just noticed that too uh, Mookie bets second <laughs> base uh, sure why not uh, on that one <laughs> in Arizona Dave Roberts uh, like you said uh, saying wear and tear and also too concerned about the artificial turf 
that they use out in right field uh, there in Phoenix. Josh, let's go to college football. It is August 1, which means week zero is coming up on us fast. Uh, let, let, let's do some uh, pick which one you like a little bit better here. Both teams that we'll mention in each of these pairings have the same win total at Ben MGM. And we're going to start with a little bit of Pac-12 SEC flair. UCLA, who does open with LSU, a different SEC West team, uh, and Auburn, both teams with sevens. Uh, UCLA's juice is a little bit different at Auburn's minus 115 on the over seven on UCLA and Auburn at even money over seven. Josh, which one do you like better for the over? And if they happen to like one better for the under, you can go that route too. Yeah, so I think, Jeff, you know, you hit the nail on the head in terms of the juice because uh, I think this is something that a lot of new bettors don't look too much into, but that three-digit number next to your odds, it can really tell you something. It can pull back the curtain and let you know where the liability is, which side the odds makers are making you pay a higher price. Doesn't mean it's guaranteed to win. There's no locks, no guarantees in betting at all. However, it can kind of tell you that, hey, if they're making me pay the higher price on this side, then maybe that's a side taking in a little more action, a little more respected money and liability. So uh, what you mentioned, both are seven. So instead of letting your bias creep in and have one pick one or the other, to me, I'm looking at uh, the juice on the over for UCLA. So they're both seven, but UCLA is over minus 115. Auburn is the under seven minus 120. So uh, to me, the, the higher price here would be taking the Auburn under. You know, obviously they're in the SEC, really tough conference there, the best conference in all of college football. Uh, a lot of tough opponents along the way. To me, the, that Auburn team taking the under seven, is this around a six-win team? Based on that juice, I think to me that's the the reason why they're making you pay the higher number. My play there would be, of course, the the juice to the over Auburn, the the juice to the UCLA over seven. But my play would be the Auburn under seven. There's a reason why that's the highest price on the board. Yeah, look, I'm I'm with you on the on the under seven on Auburn. How are they getting to eight? I, I don't know how they're getting <laughs> to eight. Uh, and worst case scenario, if you're betting under seven for Auburn is that you push out at a, at a seven and five. And I'm again, that's a really difficult schedule. I don't see how they get the seven. UCLA is a lot more complex. They're a stay off for me, but by the factor of who's going to have the better season, I think UCLA will have the better season, but I want nothing to do with either side of the win total while on Auburn going under seven and a half, under seven minus one twenty. Let's uh, uh let's get some Rose bowl flavor here, Josh, uh, <laughs> big 10 pack 12, Utah and Iowa, both at eight and a half. Uh, both teams favored to go over their eight and a half. Utah minus 120, Iowa minus 115. Josh, I'll just I'll ask you this: with how little football Utah played a year ago, is there concern on how they're going to look at least early in the season to you? Yeah, I think there is some concern here, Jeff. And that's another thing. You know, you're looking at these win totals for college football. Uh, you got to take last year with a grain of salt. We went through that crazy COVID year where we're still having remnants of it. We got to deal with today. But uh, how many teams did or how many games did each team play? Different schedules started off later than others. There's a lot of different stuff going on that I don't think you can just take apples to apples, you know, each team. You got to look at, you know, uh, who do they bring back? Obviously, stability is something you lean on. You want to bring back a lot of your, you know, your upperclassmen there. Is there going to be turnover, new 
coaches, but the scheduling aspect is really, really important. With Utah not playing a lot of games, what I like about the Utah over, again, it's juiced up over 8.5, minus 120. That's a higher juice than the uh, than the Iowa price, but I kind of like the fact that it doesn't make much sense. They didn't play a lot of games last year, yet the odds makers seem to be bullish on them to win nine games or more this year. So that kind of tells me that maybe we're underselling them. Maybe we're kind of holding it against them that they played the smaller schedule, but really the odds makers are saying, hey, this could be a pretty decent team that could be worthwhile to the over. But uh, Jeff, what do you think? Will you go Hawk, Hawkeyes here, or do you think the Utes uh, to that over would be a smarter bet? I, I would go Iowa. I, I think Iowa's going to win the Big Ten West. The only concern with that bet is they have Wisconsin at Camp Randall, which is a really <laughs> tough game, obviously. But look, I am concerned about Utah not playing basically at all a year ago. And I wonder if they're going to run out of gas sooner than other teams will as we get into the conference schedule late in the year. Again, I understand everyone played a shorter schedule than they did a year ago, but uh, I like Iowa. I think Iowa's off. Again, I know this is a hot take with knowing Iowa's uh, history. Iowa's going to have an elite offensive line. Yes, I know. Shocking development there uh, for Kirk Ferentz and his squad. But I like over eight and a half on the Hawkeyes a lot more than I like the Utes over eight and a half. One last one here, Josh. Michigan and Ole Miss, the fighting Lane Kiffins and the fighting Jim Harbaugh's, both at seven and a half, both juiced to the over minus 120 on Michigan, uh, over their seven and a half. The Rebs over minus 115. Josh, I would rather have the Michigan one, but I don't think I can get to the point where I bet either of these teams over seven and a half. I'm kind of right there with you, Jeff. I think you bring up a great point. You know, juice-wise to both teams, the minus 115, the minus 120, we do have some juice to the over. So, again, make you pay the higher price for a reason here. But if you dig a little bit deeper and you look at, um, you know, their odds here to win uh, their division, their conference, you know, Ole Miss is 16-1 to to win the SEC West. Michigan is 14-1 to to win um, the, the Big Ten East. So, to me, that's something that is kind of, reading, you know, pulling back the tea leaves. The, 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 the number is shorter on Michigan uh, to win their respective spot than it is for Ole Miss. So Michigan, again, Harbaugh. The other thing, Jeff, is like, Harbaugh always lets you down. It's just, it's just <laughs> tough uh, backing him. And, you know, uh, again, they typically you think you have some great recruiting there. People want to go to Michigan, want to play for the Wolverines. Uh, I'd lean Michigan. Am I happy about it? Not really. But I guess based on the shorter price to win their spot, uh, I'll, I'll lean Wolverines there in that one. Yeah, this is a, this is a stay off altogether for me. <laughs> I, I know Matt Corral is getting a lot of a lot of buzz as a potential, not, not only first round draft pick, but maybe even the first overall draft pick in the 2022 draft. Uh, be interesting to see how that goes for Ole Miss in the second year of Lane Kiffin. A quick update uh, that I want to bring up: uh, Ian Rapoport of NFL Network reporting that Carson Wentz, who injured his foot earlier this week, is going to plan to rest and rehab his foot over the next few days. Rather than have immediate surgery, if all goes well, he could be in week one against Seattle, which has seen a favorite flip after the Wentz injury. If it doesn't improve, surgery may be the answer. And Josh, that's that's just bad news for Indy, whose backup quarterback situation is pretty brutal right now. Exactly, Jeff. And again, this was a team that I think a lot of us were high on. You know, even though you're bringing in Carson Wentz, who has his issues, maybe uh, Frank Reich was kind of the quarterback whisperer there. The thing is, you don't need Wentz to light up the scoreboard. You have a great defense. You have a bunch of young players. Uh, Michael Pittman as a wideout. You still have T.Y. Hilton. You still have Taylor at the running back spot. So you're not asking a lot overall. But what you mentioned, Seattle at Indy week one. The line is moving to Seattle. That was at minus three Indy at one point. It's two and a half. It may go to two. That thing is moving toward Russell Wilson 
losing the points in that spot. No shock there with the injury to Carson Wentz. Josh, it was a lot of fun today. Always a pleasure, Jeff. Great to be with you. Hey, let's do it again. It was a fun Sunday show. Absolutely. He's Josh Applebaum. I'm Jeff Barles. This has been Betting Across America here on VSIN. Green Zone next. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.